The Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, Jewish people do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? And with his children and his flock drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water, gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to Jesus, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to Jesus, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jewish people. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, Here I am, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, What do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see someone who told me everything I have ever done. Can this be the Messiah? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will and accomplish the work of the one who sent me. Do you not say, Four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. 
The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and Jesus stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. You can be seated. Each Sunday during the season of Lent, you're going to hear part of a sermon series that's called Belonging. Each sermon explores what it means to belong. What does it mean to belong to a spiritual community, a church? What does it mean to belong to God? If you've been joining us on our midweek Wednesday night worship services, we've been looking at this text that you heard today from John chapter 4. Except on Wednesdays, we're looking at it very slowly, piece by piece, breaking it down. But today, you got all of it at once, all in one sitting. A couple of fascinating things to know about this story of Jesus encountering the Samaritan woman at the well. The gospel, according to John, is the only place in the Bible where this story is recorded. It doesn't occur in any of the other gospels. It is the longest recorded conversation between Jesus and a character in the Bible, in all of the Gospels. Also, it's a contrasting mirror image to the story we heard last week of Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night to conceal his conversation with Jesus, in which he was confused and lost about what Jesus was offering him. But this woman at the well meets Jesus at noon. The middle of the day. And her confusion leads to curiosity about exactly who Jesus is and what it is that he's offering. One of the other fascinating things about this text is the assumptions that we read into it. When Jesus says to the woman, go call your husband. And she says, I have no husband. And Jesus says, that's right. You've had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. We hear that interaction and assume that it's the woman's fault. It's, if her story is true, it must be the result of her own wrongdoing. But that's not what the text says. Nowhere does it say that she has sinned. Nowhere does Jesus say that she is in need of repentance or forgiveness. For all we know, she could just be really unlucky and have five husbands who died. And right there, the gospel is doing what the gospel does. It reveals our own quickness to judge others and blame people for their problems. The gospel convicts us of our own critical attitudes when we think we know the story, but we really don't. 
This is what the gospel does. It tells us the truth about ourselves and the truth about God. Which is exactly what Jesus does for this Samaritan woman. He tells her her truth. And in response, Jesus also shares his truth about who he is. In curiosity, the woman says, I know there is a Messiah coming. And Jesus says, here I am, the one who is speaking to you. And what Jesus does in that statement is reveal his identity to the woman. Here I am. I am was the identity that God revealed to Moses at the burning bush. Jesus is identifying with the God of liberation that rescued Israel from captivity in Egypt. The I am. It's a moment of vulnerability. The woman has opened up her soul to Jesus about her true identity and the shame that she carries because of her marital circumstances. And in turn, Jesus opens up his soul to her and tells her who he really is, the Messiah, the great I am. God is residing in Jesus. What does this have to do with belonging? Belonging to God means mutual vulnerability. God became vulnerable in Jesus, being born in human likeness and following through the human experience all the way to the cross in order that the world might experience the salvation and wholeness that God always intended. That took vulnerability on God's part. And that is exactly what God is asking from you. To experience the belonging of relationship through vulnerability. That means opening yourself up to God. Revealing the hurt and the shame. God became vulnerable in Jesus so that we might become vulnerable to God. Jesus asked the woman for a drink and he in turn offered her a drink of living water. Jesus is here today offering you the same drink. He asks you to open your heart, to drink, and to never be thirsty. Amen.